0: What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Haven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. You can find us at Hogshaven.com, at Hogshaven on Twitter and on Facebook. I am your host, Molly Moll. Jamal Force. you can find me on Twitter at Tell It. Do not forget the U. It's a post-game show, man, and what a way for the commanders to score... <laughs> to get their first 30 point game of the season um, with a with a backdoor last second touchdown but nonetheless all of that doesn't even matter the game was over <laughs> without that five seconds five seconds left in the game and damien is joining me today to, to break it, break break down everything commanders and eagles on this good monday night damien uh you hit. I told you before we started. Like this is the first time I didn't see Damien this geeked up after after a uh, Commanders <laughs> game. Man, this is this is one this is one that we can really we can really se- celebrate in. I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I uh, so I, like I, I try to tell everyone too, man. I try to keep it like in bounds, especially you know writing about the team and you know kind of where I'm trying to be headed and stuff like that. But uh, oh, I'm definitely enjoying this. This was the this was by far the most enjoyable game of the season. Um, the most enjoyable game of the Ron Rivera era, in my opinion, Ooh, and uh, definitely something that uh, I-, I think if there is going to be a game that, you know, this regime should hang their hat on, it's this one considering the circumstances, you know, the team that I, I feel in Philadelphia is the most talented team in the NFC. Uh, I loved them before the year, and I thought the only question that I had was their quarterback, uh, and lo and behold, he's actually good. So it <laughs> wasn't many questions uh, for myself uh, going into this game. But I mean, uh, as far as from Philadelphia, since I, I had very little, you know, questions about them, but considering, you know, they go in with the backup quarterback uh, to beat an undefeated division rival on the road uh, and a team in Philadelphia that is, in my opinion, still by far much more talented than Washington for them to come out with a victory and be in control of this game for the bulk of this game. uh I think is a win that if 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 this was year one of the Ron Rivera era, I would have a different kind of tune. Uh, right now I'm still a little bit skeptical of where they can go from here, but I will say this is a win that uh can possibly set the tone, Jamal. And you know, if there is if they have a run in them to make the playoffs, it starts started today. We saw it today. So yeah, man, this is probably the most optimistic I've been all season. <laughs> When it comes to this team,
0: to <laughs> um, look, man, this thing—it all started for me with with my dad earlier today. And people were like, "Where are you going with this story?" Um, but I was—I I picked up something from my folks' house, and um, uh, my dad, like my whole family, my coach's family, uh, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, all—all skins fans and or or Commanders fans. I don't know why I still do that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, you know, he's like, "Man, I'm telling you." This this is this is that game. This is that game that Washington wins. I'm I'm telling you, and, and the reason why I bring this up is because Damian last year he he tried to convince me that the, the Commanders beating the Buccaneers out of the bye week or something like that. I think we had the bye <laughs> week we were coming out of, and yeah, yep. uh, lo and behold, like he had this conviction in his in in his heart that he knew that they were going to win this, and, and that's the only thing I can think about talking to my dad this time is like, all right, what does he see that I don't see? Because I don't see this, um, and 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 to the to this whole uh game right here man uh and, and make it more current um I, I think one of the things that you mentioned was very important in, in that you know philadelphia is the the better team but i, I think that what what hurt or helped uh, washington was the fact that they knew that um look the first half the and the numbers altogether show it like the the battle was in time of possession and who whose offense can stay on the field longer and for washington they were playing keep away um, and, and they were successful in playing keep away. and I think that's that's a really good thing for uh, what you can do for your team, right? Uh, first half, yeah. you had 18 first downs, uh, 18 first half first downs, 235 yards on 51 plays, um, and 23 minutes of time of possession in the first half. Uh, and I believe that was, uh, per true media, actually. Matter of fact, Washington's 17 minutes, um, uh, first half time of possession margin is their highest first half time of possession in franchise history. First time of time of possession margin in franchise history. So, like, they had clearly identified what they wanted to do and what they didn't <laughs> want to happen um, this game. And they were able to – the biggest question was, would they be able to sustain it in the second half? And lo and behold, they did the same thing in the second half, right? Um, you're talking about a, a, right out of the out of the gate, you get a 14-play drive that ends up in the field goal. Uh, and then uh, the five play, we're going to talk about the interception. Um, but but the, the very next drive, you get the, the interception. But then after that, uh, uh, field goal, actually, I'm reading this. Am I reading this right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. I was like, hold on, where the interception yeah. yeah. Um, but the 14 play drive that, that ended up eating up eight minutes, um, was a big deal for these guys, and that really helped uh, set the tone moving forward because after that is when uh, Philly started to, 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 to make a case to get back into this game. But uh, back to you, just your overall. Or, or more so the offensive side of the football and how they were, were really were able to execute the entire game plan from start to finish. And, look, we're going to get everybody involved in terms of carries, 49 carries. We're going to make sure that uh, Heineke isn't challenged to, to drop back s- several different times. He only got sacked three times this uh, this game. Um, but, but yeah, I really like what they did on, on the offense in terms of their approach.
1: Yeah, and you're going to see, if you look at the box for Jamal, I have it pulled up, so if you all hear me clicking and stuff, typing uh I'm pulling up all like the numbers and such uh but you're gonna see in the box score that they only average 3.1 yards per carry but I don't think that the box score really tells you the full story um in you know in very important downs whether it was third down on on their first touchdown drive it was third and four and they run the football with Antonio Gibson pick up a first down um you know in the in the first half in particular they were they were dominant uh, on the ground in my opinion that set the tone for whatever they wanted to do and like I said It'll look like, oh, they only averaged three yards a carry, blah, blah, blah. But that set the tone for what they wanted to do offensively. And if you look at Heineken's second-half stats, I don't even think he completed a pass in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think he did. I'm not sure if he did. Uh, but it opened up everything that they wanted to do in the passing, and they were very efficient. They attacked that second level. Terry McLaurin had eight catches for 128 yards. Uh, it's, it's, it's exactly what you envision this Washington offense to be, if they're going to be limited at quarterback, this is what you want to do. You want to run the heck out of the football, saddle up on those horses, feed them some celery, some raisins, and you and you ride those horses wherever you go. Offensively, you ride you know, with that rushing attack, and you go heavy play action off of it, and that's exactly what you saw. Uh, I've tweeted uh, Jamal in the first half. This is probably the best half I've ever seen Scott Turner call, and I feel very confident in that because, Jamal, they looked like a totally different team. I mean they looked so it was just efficient, effective, nothing crazy, nothing exotic, but it was just efficient football and I think if you're going to, you know, make a playoff run or you're going to win football games just in general with the backup quarterback, uh, uh, you know, specifically, you got to simplify things and that's exactly what Washington was doing. So, I think what you saw offensively from this from this unit was a team uh, an offense that is really starting to kind of find what they want to do, find their identity and even if, you know, Heineke's only passing for 25, 26 times a game, 29 times tonight, uh, that's fine. They can rush the football 49 times all they want. Keep on doing it, because if that's the bread and butter, you got to you gotta roll with what works, and this definitely works.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's always been the question, though, with Scott, though, right? Like, um, you can see something that's working in one game and like, can it transition or transfer into, to the second, to the next game in terms of like trying to establish an identity and, and for the longest. And, and I'm not saying that they're even there yet. My, my point of bringing this up is like, for the longest, we're trying to figure out like, what is that identity? And I think what, what really helped the um, commanders tonight was more so the fact that uh, they had a, a blueprint already laid out. Uh, Jordan Davis, the interior of that defensive line for Philadelphia. He's gone. <laughs> you, have an, you have an opportunity right now to establish uh, your dominance at the at the line of scrimmage. Uh your running backs can have an opportunity to take over this game. Um, and, and I think Scott Turner was recognizing how they can you know utilize these backs. And um it was it was a very balanced situation, right? You had Brian Robinson, uh the lead back had his 26 totes, and right behind him was was Antonio Gibson with 14 um and, and 17 total touches. Uh so like a very effective day for the running backs altogether. Um, but but B Rob really set the tone in the first half. And I think um one of the things that you brought up is is how it how it got you um you know ready to go <laughs> uh in, in terms <laughs> of like how how his approach and how his mindset was in, in in that 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 one red zone drive for him, um carrying what three defenders. Um, and even before that, like he carried a pile 10 yards uh for a first down and entire entire pile 10 yards. And two plays later, he's getting um, a, a strong three yard carry for a touchdown. So, um yeah, these guys are ready, man, in all phases, at least in the in the on the offensive side of the football. Um, what they went 12 for 21 as well. So like that was an eight first eight eight third downs <laughs> in the first half. So like it was yep. it was yep. incredible to see how efficient they were in uh, hitting on all cylinders on that offensive side of the football. Like, you don't really see that from this side of the football. So it was a really good sight.
1: And I wanted, I wanted to get in real quick again. Uh, one thing that we saw in that first half in particular, I believe Terry McLaurin had three catches on third down in the first half. That's what mm-hmm. you need right there. You take advantage of your best player when it counts, when the money's on the table, when you're at the craps table, and you need to roll the hard eight. That's what you do. And that's exactly exactly what they did with Terry McLaurin in that first half. They called on him, and what happened? He came through for you when you needed him. And I think whatever Scott Turner is going to do offensively, especially if you're going to be a run first of run first team, you better and I mean seriously, you better take advantage of especially when those teams load load the box up and they're going to make Heineke not a uh, they're not going to make him a bystander. They're going to make him a participant. You got to take advantage of those matchups with Terry McLaurin because I'm telling you, this guy is different. And what you saw again tonight, man, Jamal. I, I know he didn't score a touchdown, but eight for one twenty-eight. You knew any time the ball was in his area, he was going to come down with it. Even on that interception, right? Which I guess we'll talk about a little bit about Heineke right now. Uh, you know, one of the worst decisions he could have possibly made. Uh, but even on that throw, you were like, "All right, well, Terry's in the area. Maybe he'll come down with it." You know, but uh, I think I think just keeping it simple for this offense is going to be. Uh, how they have success, you know, for the rest of the year, especially with a guy like Heineken who is who is limited, you know, as a thrower. But I can't, you know, stress it enough. In in basketball terms, ball movement can you know can can um, can mask a lot of your issues as an offense. Well, in the NFL, just simplifying what you can do and running the football can do a lot for your offense and mask a lot of the issues. And I feel like that's what Turner needs to do. And and hopefully. This is the start of something we see uh, going forward. Now they have a very easy matchup next week, so hopefully this this uh, this offense can take a lot from what they did tonight.
0: Yeah, but that interception though—that that was bad. That was a person. I like all interceptions are 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 bad, right? But how do you quantify this one? Like he he had an opportunity if he got it closer to the sideline. But then you don't get it closer to the sideline, and it gives the safety an opportunity to make a play on the ball. And then obviously, you if you if you saw it in real time, you see, you know Taylor could have done a little bit more with his eyes. Um, you know he he has this bad habit of, of really staring down Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and, and it gets <laughs> it gets him in trouble and these <laughs> other guys in trouble. Um, so and, and shoot, and, and it showed itself earlier in the game when when he threw it to Logan Thomas and, and Logan Thomas gets drilled by Darius Slay on on a crosser. Um, just staring down this guys, and um I think t- to that point, uh, you know, that interception almost gets the Philadelphia Eagles back in the game. Um, yep. they just come down like right from nine points 20 23 to 14, and they have their touchdown drive. Taylor Heineke throws his interception. Um, and then you have the six-play 26-yard mm-hmm. drive that ends in um the Dallas Goddard fumble which was a fumble but a blatant a blatantly missed face mask call from the referees and i was trying to i was trying to recall the it was a play before that that really actually got my got got me uh like questioning like what's going on tonight um but this one in particular is like i don't know i don't know if they was going to be able to like, played play medi- mediocre or poorly and still beat the refs. <laughs> like, the refs, yeah. was really, the refs was really getting in the way in some things. And who knows what that drive would have led to. But I think just the overall uh, portion, because that was the first down. They just got the first down on that plate. Um, yep. The overall, like, fact of the matter is um, this is a, a game where you're down two points and you just force the turnover and and, and you have the ball driving uh, and, and looking like you're going to be able to, to move – to get into washington's territory Mind you. um damien this is a, a a team in in philly that was really efficient moving the football they just didn't have the football for long
1: yeah like they yeah. were
0: efficient in moving the football they just didn't have the football for long they were averaging 5.6 nearly six yards of play um that's nearly two yards more or up to two yards more than what what washington was averaging uh really just uh, a yard and a half uh, officially um, but I'm averaging up. <laughs> but like yeah. this was a, a, a game where you know it was always in the balance for a good portion and it, and it had a lot to do with how potent that Philadelphia offense is. That pick was a situation where it's like, um, you know, you're glad it didn't, you're glad it didn't really hurt you. And then on the flip side, the turnover, you're glad that, you know, at least you were able to get something out of it. And Joey Sly being able to nail down the 55 yarder, uh, not to mention yeah. the 58, at uh, heading into halftime. Oh.
1: Yeah, and, and and lo and behold, look how important that one was, right? Yeah. Um I think I think too, what's interesting that you mentioned the Philly offense. Um <clears throat> kind of, you know, switching to that and, and Washington's defense. I think this wasn't a game the, what makes this game something that I can I believe can, you know, possibly kind of catapult them, hopefully with some momentum kind of, you know, as they end of the second half of the season, uh, is the fact that this wasn't a game where you kind of look at it and say, Oh, you know, Philly just kinda lost it, right? Washington was the better team throughout the bulk of this game, at least in terms of executing what they wanted to do. And while Philly was efficient, Washington mm-hmm. made plays. I mean, that when Benjamin St. Juice gets, gets, a, uh, I, I believe they were in zone, if, if I'm not, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Uh, I believe St. Juice expects help over the top, unless he got cooked. I could be wrong, Jamal. But feel free to correct me. Um, but you know, he chases down, uh, what was it, Quez Watkins, uh, and strips the Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's just an effort play. That's making a play, right? Yeah. The, James, the 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 Ridgeway play, where Ridgeway forces the fumble. Uh, he had an, uh, one of the worst possible uh, penalties you possibly could have taken last week, right? This week redeems himself when it makes a huge play, forces a fumble. Yeah, yeah, there was a face mask missed, of course. Uh, you know, you can throw that in there, but you still made a play. You made a play there. Then the the, the Derek Force interception, right? You make another play there. So
0: it's it's just like this team that was a big one too. Yeah. The, the, yeah that's that's him like that's a one-on-one situation. I got mm-hmm. I got some ball skills. Let me let me take this from you. This ain't this ain't your this ain't your football this is ours. Exactly exactly and,
1: and even even other plays too like uh on on the Philly drive after the interception uh where montez well, montez gets the sack on uh on third down like mm-hmm. it's it's stuff like that they made plays they made timely plays and I think washington's defense as well Philly's offense is no joke, man. I mean, they have a ton of talent. Uh, whether it's Devonte Smith, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, and they held them to 21 points. And one of those touchdowns came when they, when the offense gave them 19 yards to work with, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm I don't know about you, man. I think this is definitely one of the most impressive uh, performances of Ron Rivera's time. And I, I'm 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 honestly shocked that they won this game. <laughs> I, I, I thought they were gonna lose pretty badly tonight.
0: I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, that's great. So yeah, so like all right, so there's two things. I I kinda I think that it's up there, right? I think that this one is up there in terms of um the quality of win. Like it's it's not just that they won, it's like the style points behind it. Like we when we we've said it a few times already, Damien. This is something where you saw clear as day what their game plan was. Like, it was no hiding. We're going to run it. We're going to try to keep the ball in our hands. 81 plays, bro. 81 plays on offense. Yep. Um, We're going to try to keep the ball in our hands. We're not going to give that offense any opportunity to make plays and, and gain some momentum and, and expose our defense, keep them on the field and get them tired. Uh, And, and we're going to try our best to keep it that way. Uh, And we're going to convert on third downs. Uh, we're going to make sure that our third downs are third and shorts – uh, and, and third, and manageables, uh, we're going to execute. Um, and, and they were able to do that. Uh, and, and to your point, like the, I think that the biggest thing is, uh, defensively, like the, the interception, um, for Derek Forrest, obviously, was huge. And then just making some timely stops. Um, as you mentioned, there's no need, no, no need to rehash that. Um, I think this was like one of the, the instances where for me, I always call this the litmus test. And, um i can't say it's 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 hard man because like i can't say that they they passed it with flying colors but i can't say that they did get a, a passing grade if that makes sense like it wasn't like a, a foregone conclusion but i think the ultimate strategy is what ends up um showing you know how effective this defense and offense is once they and special teams once they can all be on the same page and, and it, it, it just worked out in their favor um yeah you got
1: well, it. Yep. Uh, yeah. R- r- real quick too. You said uh, they passed it with a grade. Well, they may not have made the dean's list, but they definitely got to be. They got to be. Exactly. Minor. Exactly. They that, didn't get a date.
0: Take that away. They they pay. Yeah. This was a. Yeah. This is a passing grade tonight.
1: Yeah. And and, and I mean, like for me, example, my, my you know my final semester here, like I'm not gonna make the dean's list, but I'm gonna get about a 3.1 GPA. So I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna take that all day, right? I'm gonna. You're taking that, especially considering the circumstances, right? So uh, yeah, I think I think. uh They didn't pass with flying colors like you mentioned, but they they had a really good ball game. The second half stuff, I think a lot of it was due to the quarterback play. It wasn't very good. Uh, But they didn't really get discouraged from what got them there. You know what I mean? They still ran the football. They ran the football 49 times, Jamal. 49 times. Like – I, if I would have told you they were going to run the football 49 times, what were the odds on, on you thinking, or like, if you, if they ran the ball 49 times, you would you have told me. thought they had a chance to
0: win. Yeah. If yeah. I, if you're saying 49, I'm like, that means we got the, we got the football and we, we, we're, <laughs> ha, we're finding some type of way to get into their, into their territory. So we got to have some type of points. I would have said yeah. that. Yep. And, 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 and I have
1: one more question for you um, offensively. Do you think, they can get away with being this run heavy every week in the NFL, or do you think they're they're gonna have to eventually kind of you know outweigh the the, the passing attempts with the rushing well, attempts?
0: You gotta think like how many how many let's talk about that one. How how many yeah. run teams in the league are like successful? Um there I'm not saying there aren't none, but I am saying that it's very few. You have Tennessee, right? Um yeah. they predominantly run the football. Um San Francisco attempts to like they love their balance but they try they try yeah. to run the football when they can um i'm going through new york giants um, the bears. philly philly matter of fact they yeah you said the bears well, the bears yeah. you know they three and 7 though
1: oh, yeah yeah, yeah but i'm thing. just saying but yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're,
0: right, you're right the ravens you are right. the Giants. oh uh, yeah the ravens i left all the ravens yeah so like there's yeah. what there's a handful of teams that that can really that that really loves to try to establish the ground game and, and be successful but um of those groups i don't like do you look at any of them and say that you know they can overcome a uh for the nfc let's say a tampa um i I think philly is is more balanced they have the weapons to to really do it so that's the one team in the nfc um like i'm looking down there's one team in the nfc And san francisco obviously they can compete because their defense um baltimore yeah uh I, don't so I think- leave that up, I leave that up to you. To, to answer yeah. your question, because I'm yeah. going, I'm just going through the motions and processing this thing. But to answer your question, um, I don't think that Washington has it because they don't have like even with the teams that I named, the one thing we didn't bring up is the quarterback position.
1: <laughs> they yeah. don't have yeah. they don't
0: have that. And, and Washington doesn't have the offensive line to really do this. If you noticed um in, in the broadcast, even pointed to it, uh, this has been a case all season long, but Washington really doesn't have that much of a push up front from their offensive line like they're not getting they're not driving people off of the football and what does that mean for me is that like if your running backs have to create every single time that they get a handoff you're gonna be in trouble (laughs) this ain't gonna happen every single week so yeah to to answer your question specifically related to washington um they can i mean it can be their go-to it's it should be their go-to model but um i think it'll catch up it'll catch up with them against against the right team
1: yeah, I would I would agree. I think this can be the foundation for their offense. I think they should more times than not have more carries than they do pass attempts. Uh, now, now I do think as well in this in the second half of games, especially they're going to need Heineke to give them more, <laughs> and not even like you know, not even like a like you know Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes ask more, but. They're going to need more. They're going to need starting caliber quarterback output (laughs) from Heidi Key in the second half. Uh, But I will say, you know, I think it can be the foundation for their offense. I think they can get uh, where they, you know, want to be realistically. uh, But they're going to need more uh, as a passing offense. And I think they still have the guys to do that. They just, the main guy, right, the the, the entree of it all, you don't know uh, what he really brings you. Possession by possession right because he can do some really good things like we saw in the first half and then he can throw the the, the Terrible interceptions uh, Like he did in the second half or this terrible interception rather like he did in the second half. So um, I agree with you I think against the right team um, You know it can give them trouble, but I think regardless just like that. I mean you mentioned the Titans, right? Uh, it doesn't matter who Tennessee's playing they're gonna go and try to you know hit you in the mouth and run the football That's what Washington to do as well but it's only going to work if their quarterback can be efficient. So, uh, I, I think Jamal, the, the 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 sentiment that you and I are both echoing is the offense really did well. Uh, all things considered, uh, I think they could have been better in the second half. I think you and I would both agree on that. But I think this was a really surprising performance for them, offensive,
0: for or, or at least to us. I think it was pretty Hell surprising. Yeah, very surprising. <laughs> like you, you knew what they had to do, but you didn't know that they were going to be able. to, First off, you didn't know they were going to be able to do it, but secondly, you didn't know that they were going to be able to do it to the, to the degree in which they did, which is all the better for the offense. I'm, I'm definitely with you. Um, I know there's one thing as I as we close out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't think Washington's facing – well, outside of maybe San Francisco, I don't think Washington's facing any more receivers to the likes of um, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and, and even Quiz Watkins to that extent. Um, these guys had a rough night and and particularly uh Benjamin St. Juice, who battled a lot against Justin Jefferson last week. Uh he had his fair share of uh issues on that back end. And um, uh, we don't have to, you know, end on a sour note, but uh, I, I I just think that this this is more so a better thing and that Washington doesn't have to face these guys again. Um and, and maybe we're looking at a, a team who can really to to your point, Damien, uh find a way to rally. Um I know it's an exciting season for a lot of people right now cause you beat the eight and no team um we'll we'll have to answer some tough questions later as in like does this season <laughs> like we we talked about this a couple weeks ago during the win streak, but does this season mean a lot uh in the moment or 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 should we be thinking big picture type of thing but that's neither here or there right now um yeah. you beat the eight and no team it's time to celebrate, especially if you uh are, are in it right now for the for the for the for the playoff run um there's a lot of things going in Washington's favor with Houston up next um and then Atlanta and you have a you have your your two matchups back-to-back against the New York Giants
1: yeah and you, I mean you said it man they're not gonna face uh any more A.J. Browns and Devontae Smiths uh I mean they have you know a date with Amari Cooper in January and you know Debo Samuel but uh the 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 arsenal of of wideouts yeah is not <laughs> what you saw tonight and uh i mean you said it man they they have you know the texans and the falcons next those are two very winnable games i'll actually be at the texans game uh this sunday there you go and, yeah so i'll be there but uh you know those are two very winnable games the cleveland's a very winnable game you know they're 3 and 6 right now even with Deshaun Watson who's coming back to practice this week who knows what they look like uh san francisco as well so and even a, a date with dallas a team that Washington had had a chance to win that game if their quarterback play was better. Right. So um, I think, you know, they, this is, this is a possible, you know, rallying, you know, the start of a rally here, but uh, it all starts with their offense and setting the tone and defensively, as long as they can just continue to play good football and Jack Del Rio continues to dial up what he's been dialing up. uh, It's, it's not kind of far fetched to think maybe this team can, uh, you know, end up closing the season above 500 and, who knows what that brings? Right, you just need a, You just need a ticket to the dance. Now,
0: it's all you need. It is all you need. Um, Damien, man. Until next time, it's it's been a it's been a fun night for a lot of people. Fun night, man. And, um, you know, enjoy that game next week. Uh, obviously, we know that we're gonna have to get uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to give a, a live call in. <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can see what's going on over there in Houston. Um, how, how far is the trip for you?
1: Uh, like two and a half hours, three hours. Not not, not too bad. No, 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 it's not too bad. All
0: not right, man, turn up, man, and enjoy it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You you, you got playoffs to root for. We got we got a playoff season now, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Yes or no? Last thing, we're out of here. Yes or no? Is Taylor Heineke? Uh, excuse me. Is Carson Wentz coming back in this season? Yes or no?
1: No. As a starter? No.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and say no to this was a big game for Taylor, so uh, yeah. he came through and, and, and did what he was required. Um, my answer is no as well. All right, uh, until next time, y'all stay safe. Uh, peace.